Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Or just welcome to the first timers to Sandy Sue's seven minute psych on plan sequential Sundays. So I'm going to do something different this time. We're not going to stick to the whole seven minute thing. This time, I got some things I want to really dive into. And it takes longer than seven minutes. It might take eight. <laughs> but anyway, welcome. Also, excuse my voice, please. My voice has been going in and out, in and out, in and out. Which is why, if some of you noticed, I missed a Sunday. Um, my new job has been spanking me like nonstop. I have to project louder than usual. And I think I actually talk more here. So my voice has been having a hard time. Like sometimes I wake up with it. Sometimes I don't. It's up, it's down, it's in, it's out, it's out and in. I don't know. It's just not here. My voice not trying to give it's supposed to be gave, but you know, the show must go on. Now, this episode is going to be about dun, 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 revenge, venge, venge, venge. Now, I could have easily made a real echo, but I didn't want to. And on top of that, it was giving me a little hard time anyway. <laughs> now, on to the main um, event. <clears throat> pardon, pardon me. I actually Googled, are there pros to revenge? And what do you know? Google could not give me a satisfactory answer. You know why? Because revenge, my friends, it's usually self-serving. That's right. There aren't really re revenge pros. Lots of cons. Oh, definitely. Lots of cons. But no real pros. Anyway, so when I Google pros or are there pros of revenge, I just kept coming into the same brick wall. And my guess is because psychologically, you as the revenger, you have to be the one to determine whether it was like worth it or whether it is worth it. Um, and it seems like it's almost always never really worth it because revenge is related to karma, right? Right. See what I'm saying? So they kind of run together. When there's an up, there is a down. Now, there are lots of people in this world that can't really understand that they haven't been wronged. And there are lots of people in this world who can understand that they have been wrong. You know what I mean? So trying to get revenge on a fool is pointless. It's like talking to a fish and asking it to bark. It's just not going to happen. And if that fish bark, I'm going to run out that house or that aquarium or whatever that fish is barking at because the fish don't supposed to bark. It's just not supposed to. That was random real bad. And now I'm about to get back on topic. <clears throat> so. I started thinking, have I ever tried to get revenge on someone? Like, have I personally tried to get revenge on someone? No, 
Of course not. I've never actually tried to. Have I thought about it? Several times. That is an honest confession. Several times. Oh, and these particular individuals weren't just friends. Sorry. It was family members too. Because family members can do you wrong as well. Let's just be honest. And I am not the only person who's ever felt that way or thought that way. We're going to be real right now. Well, I'm going to be real right now. That's just my personal testimony right there. Now, like an internet tab, you click another one. And if you don't close it, that tab's still up and it slows you down, right? Sometimes that's how my little brain be operating. And sometimes that's how a lot of us operate in the heat of the moment. But some people do not let things go. Ain't no heat of the moment. Some people are running off of imagined slights. And if I'm being honest, I am guilty of an imagined slight. And for those of you that don't know what that is, that's when a harmless joke probably was taken the wrong way. Now, to me or to you, the listener right now, you have experienced a harmless joke that you don't care who told you it was harmless. It was still offensive and you ain't playing that. You ain't having that. Now I'm saying you just wasn't with it. That's like an imagined slight. An imagined slight is literally um, something that's taken the wrong way or out of context. That's just pretty much what it is. Or, or it's exactly the definition of imagined. You're making it up. It didn't even happen in the first place. Ha ha. How about that? Some people actually imagine being wronged. You ever kept it real with someone? You keeping it real with them made you a bad guy. You can't be fake because being fake, not your thing. You're trying to be as honest and as transparent as possible, especially when it's a friend. I know any and everyone listening right now has had that happen at some point or another. And it could have been a co-worker. It could have been a family member as well. You know, it's not easy speaking to people that you see every day on a day-to-day basis. It's not. Whenever I thought about getting revenge on someone, I more so wanted to shine light, the brightest light, okay, on how that person truly is as an individual. Like my definition of revenge wasn't necessarily something, let me take the necessarily out. It wasn't sadistic or twisted or volatile in any type of way, shape or form. It was always mental, 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 mental. It was always about now how I'm going to play chess with an idiot, period. That's just how it was for me. So my idea of revenge was to sit in my little dark layer and think about how I'm going to shine this light on you so people can see who you really are. 
But guess what? Some people are so crafty and a lot of people are extremely manipulative and they do possess the gift of gab. All right. And they will have people in their clutches and everybody will be looking at you, shaking your, I mean, your head, mm, shaking their heads, going shame, 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 shame. And then as time goes by, that's when revenge, little homegirl named Karma usually come around. And drop it like it's hot, which is why I personally have never actually executed revenge. Because for what? For what? I've never executed revenge on anyone, but I have thought about it. I'm that's my truth. I'm telling the truth. I have definitely thought about it more times than I should have. Okay. And I had personally two very close friends of mine betrayed me horribly okay and i saw the telltale signs long ago that there needed to be distance between me and particular people and especially these particular friends okay but i also looked at it as a growing and a learning experience but how many of us have overlooked clear red sign red signs red signs like danger stop like big red stop signs and you clearly looked over it and you made positivity become a thing a force a driving force in a friendship or any type of ship between you and someone else and you know you should have stopped being friends or associating with those people long ago because what ends up happening is you and those people or that person butt heads at some point because it's only so much you can withstand you know imagine being friends with someone since childhood and maybe one out of the two of you are maturing in a different way you have a different outlook on people and on life socially you're the life of the party in comparison to your other friend socially you get along with people more than your other friend socially people want to be around you more than your other friend how many of you have had a friend like that people don't particularly want to hang out with you when that other friend is around and they don't necessarily dislike your friend they dislike the aura that that friend has surrounding them they dislike how that friend interacts with everyone else in the room. So imagine being a true dear friend to someone for years, years. And again, you keep it real. But when you keep it real, that's the problem. When you sugarcoat things, that's the problem. And you know what you got to chalk it up to? Those people typically don't mature emotionally past a certain age and that's my personal experience I feel like the friend that I was the closest to or the friends that I was the closest to that I just had to let go I mean at some point you hold me back you're an anchor I'm drowning being with you you know what I'm saying so at some point you realize this person is childish 
emotionally. You're childish. You can't grow up. It's like you must have never gotten disciplined as a child. That is such a headache. But then to find out later that those same friends or friend that you were rooting for, we were all rooting for you. My Tyra Banks voice. Ha ha ha. Anyway, those same friends that you were rooting for, that you stand up for, that you're always protecting, you know what I mean? They're stabbing you in the back. They done broke the handle off. It's very true to watch out for quiet people. That is very true. And I'm not talking about quiet people who you can clearly see are good people. I mean, watch out for quiet people that you know are deep down, sickly, mentally, and emotionally. Those are the ones you got to really watch out for. You know, my grandmother hit me to something a long time ago about somebody. And I didn't listen to her. And I was like, Grandma, you're just being your grandma self. You know, I always noticed that thing that she saw, though. And as I grew closer to certain people or a particular friend, do you know that was the very thing that that friend was doing behind my back? Ooh, explosive, but not really. And I say, that's so crazy because we were young. My grandmother saw that in people that I was friends with when we were kids. That's why you really should listen to wiser people, old people, whatever people, people with some wisdom. And I'm sure everyone listening is like, what was the thing that your grandmother saw? She's talking in circles. I am talking in circles. The thing that she saw was betrayal she saw an enemy before she saw a friend I did also but how many of us have misjudged someone's character and have been completely wrong about them how many of us have befriended someone who gave them selves up like on a platter emotionally with nothing but vulnerability surrounding them and they come to you and they say hey I go through this at home this is what life is like for me and that changes your perspective does it not yes it does because when manipulative people strike is always cutting edge. Remember, I just said, not even 10 minutes ago, there are a lot of people that have the gift of gab. A lot of people know how to talk their ways into someone's life. And they know how to mask it as harmless innocence. When all reality, it is nothing but betrayal and deceit right before your eyes. And they're speaking in the sweetest voice. They're crying. They're emotional. And you think, well, why would somebody give me all this detail about themselves? Because half the time, even if the detail is right, they don't care. They're calloused. 
low key, they're really callous individuals. Sometimes the things that they went through in their lives make them worse people. Everyone doesn't come out a survivor in the sense of this is what I went through. This is my testimony. This is my story. I want to help. A lot of people look at things like this is what I went through. This is my testimony and I want revenge. Revenge on what though? On who? You want to take it out on other people. You want to take it out on the world. And these are the kind of monsters we have walking around that experience imagined slights because they cannot let things go that happened in childhood and everything is not easy to let go. They don't want to get a better understanding of the people that they're surrounding themselves with that help them out, that truly care and love them. How many of you have been friends with a person, a male or a female, who was quick to kick you to the curb as soon as they got into a relationship? But as soon as that person they're in a relationship with does them wrong, they're quick to pick up the phone and call who? You. Yep. I pay attention to stuff like that. I am nobody's comfort girl. Uh, That actually doesn't sound right to say. It made me think about slavery. Anyway, side note, I'm going off into a tangent. Now, revenge is like hurting cats. If any of you know what it's like to have a cat or if any of you know a cat's behavior. Imagine trying to herd some cats. It's pointless. It's so pointless. Even if you can do it, they're still going to get loose. And that's just kind of how I look at revenge. Because you could possibly execute revenge easily. Brush it off your shoulder, keep it moving. Now I'm saying B. But then time goes by and then you think. Man, I probably didn't have to do that. Then the probably turns into, I shouldn't have done that. And then you feel guilt and remorse. Now, this is for people with a heart because everyone does not feel guilt or remorse. There are a lot of people who have committed heinous acts that are behind bars. And they love it. Okay. That just gave me the chills even speaking that sentence. There are people out there that are straight up twisted and sadistic. They don't have remorse in them at all. It's not a thing. I'm speaking to those with a heart, with empathy that can feel. It's no point. Because imagine that friend passing. And you think about, dang, it wasn't even that deep. We could have made up. I really still have love for that person for real. You know, you know, like I, I still feel for that person for real. But in the moment, I was just so hurt and devastated by what was done. I wanted to get my lick back. And then when that person is gone and no longer here and you can't, apologize you can't undo what was done it makes you feel away it does so personally I don't think there are any pros to revenge 
I don't. I don't. I think in the moment there are pros because you feel elevated. You know? You feel alive in the moment. It's like, ha, 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 I got my revenge. I feel so good. Like in the moment, you feel so good. But then when the high wears off and you come crashing and you crash hard, what was it worth? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I don't know what really made me want to speak about revenge the way that I wanted to speak about revenge. But I wanted to speak about revenge. Because I think that a lot of people, especially in today's age, are all focused on getting a lick back. Everything is not a lick back. Sometimes it gives peer mediation. Like, got to take it back to middle school. Sometimes it gives peer mediation. Figure out what's wrong and speak to one another, you know? That's something I do like about older generations, something that they can do. They can really let something roll off their shoulders or they really can. Not all of them, not all of them, but they can come to an understanding. Even if they don't like each other, they can respect each other. And that's all I'm saying. As my grandmama would say, whole thing in a nutshell is that right there. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's it. That's literally it. That's all I wanted to say. That was all I wanted to say. I feel like we should love each other more. And quite honestly, the best revenge is silence. Because guess what? A snake sheds its skin. It grows bigger until it can't no more. And eventually it dies. And that's just how I look at it. You can keep getting revenge on people, but those people won't change. That's who they are. But that can change you. That can change a kind heart into a cold heart, into a cruel heart. Don't let that happen. Don't let those people affect you like that. It don't matter who they are. Don't let it happen. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I do want to say at some point in this episode, I think I fell asleep. I'm not even being funny. So it might be some random stuttering or moments of silence. But I'm going to be honest. I don't want to edit that out. I sure don't. Because guess what? That's just a part of being Sandy. It truly is. But thanks anyway for listening. And the words of Gabe. Ciao.